it's time for the Everyman Well, Real Man Talk. Let's go. Time to grind, get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line, cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Everyman Podcast. To do today, not to do today, we have two very special guests. We have Gary and Ray joining us on the podcast to talk all things men's health and prostate cancer. How are you both doing tonight, gents? Yeah, I'm um, I'm all right. Um, it, it seems that it's a funny person to talk to me um, about men's health, really, when I've got a large vodka and Fanta orange in my hand. But there you go. Yeah. All good, Gary, you all right? Yeah, no, listen, great. All good. Uh, well pleased to be on here talking about all the uh, prostate cancer stuff. So, yeah, no, great. Yeah. And we're looking forward to uh, trying to get a few myths dispelled out there and everything tonight, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely love it. I think, firstly, before we start, I obviously have to say, I think it's incredibly brave and we're really grateful for you both coming on. Um, given, obviously, what's happened uh, last season when we beat you 5-1 at your place, I didn't expect you to come on a podcast full of Geordies. But um, it, it is very brave of you boys and we respect it a lot. Good job you're 2,000 miles away, I've got to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's right. I tell you what, they're a good side, Newcastle. But I'm sure throughout tonight we'll uh, we'll get the upper hand, me and Ray, with the hammer stuff. So, mm-hmm. well, we won a cup. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> that is true. We did win a ten cup, so it's really we'll give you the five. Really well. All right, we we'll help you out. But um, we went and won a cup, so that's all that matters, really. No, that's very true. <laughs> it's very true. So um, tonight we're going to talk, obviously, around men's health prostate cancer they're the sort of the two big topics mm. that that we're going to cover but before we get into to that sort of conversation something i'd be really keen to to understand is how did you guys meet how are you friends what's that story right you want to go well we actually met at west end at the uh, at the ground um i knew gary's sister karen yeah um she used to look after us when we used to go over to west end and uh she introduced me and she said, come and meet my brother. I said, listen, Karen, I mean, with all my mates, I don't, I don't need another mate. You know, I've got mates. Thank you very much. And I went, walked in and, you know, he was introduced to Gary and uh, he was, you know, he was with all these bods out the city and, you know, they're all Jack the Lad, all loud and everything and all that. I thought, I can, I can do without this geezer and his pals. Um, but as the weeks went on and as we got together, we kind of realised we had a lot in common and we had a lot of the same thoughts about football about you know the youth in football uh, and you know it, it's very it's very weird i've got mates since i was a kid i've grown up with all my mates since i was seven years of age eight years of age and uh, to have a new mate that comes along and fits like a glove it's very unusual actually so yeah we met at upton park the old upton park the bowling ground and um it's been a love affair ever since, hasn't it, Gal? Yeah, no, yeah, no, we've had, we've had some. It buys me flowers on Father's Day and things like that. It's yeah, that's it. We've had no, but we've had some great fun since. We're, and he's right; he's bang on. You know, we had uh, we met at West Ham, but yeah, and we had some we had some funny turnouts there. That's for sure. And that's before I got into business with him. So, you know, I mean, it, we must have done something right to uh, 
to get involved in there. But no, he's right. He's absolutely he's absolutely spot on. We're, we're pretty similar in a lot of the ways we do it, and that's why I think things have worked well, setting the agency up and all that sort of stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll definitely come on to to your your business and the work that you do because. Um, I know we've spoke about it briefly, Gary, and it looks amazing, the kind of work you're doing. Um, before we, we really get into a conversation, what we tend to do every single week, I think I know Ray's answer to this. Yeah, I'm great. I've had a few drinks. So we'll get to that. But generally what we do, we start each conversation just generally seeing how we are, how has our week been, um, just with the idea of it being a sort of a men's health to make sure that we're having sort of that regular sort of check-in time. Um, Reese, I will start with you, mate. How are you doing? How's your week been? Yeah, good. Um, still settling in at my new job, but yeah, it's been really good. Been doing a lot of exercises, normal um, in the sea. Saturday I did the Chopwell Woods 5K, and then yesterday I done the Aqua. I uh, Aqua. Can I say it? Aquathlon, which is um, it was a 200 meter swim in the sea at Sunland, and then followed by a 2K run, which I won, which I was buzzing about. Yeah, well, well done, sir, mate. Thank you. Well done. Yeah, good effort, Dean. How are you getting on? I know, ball, not bad, mate. I've just been for a run there. That's why I got on a bit late. Uh, I ran too far away and then realised that I had to get back. Uh, so I was like having to sprint back. So apologies about that. Um, but I good week, feeling feeling really good. Um, nothing to report really. Otherwise, what about yourself, Lewis? Yeah, no, I'm really good. I think it's been. A crazy busy week. I think we had a good weekend on Saturday morning. Us, Dean and Rico, we ended up going in the sea up in the North Sea, which is a mad thing to do when it was well, absolutely pissing it down and it was windy and wet and horrible. And they, it was one of those things that you agree to early part of the week. Like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We'll go in the sea. And it got there at half five in the morning. Um and Ethan went as well, actually. We got there at half five in the morning and it was pissing down with rain. And I was like, I really don't want to go in the sea. But it, the sea was actually warmer than outside. So Absolutely. that was all right. It was a bit of a win. Um, Joby, what about you? Well, uh, I've, do you know what? It's been a strange week for me because obviously, as a lot of people in here know, I've recently had a baby boy. Uh, well, I say recently. He's about a year old now. Um <laughs> But he's, he's 12, Joe. <laughs> I was he's born 13 years ago. Uh, nah, but how are boys? How are allow it? How are um, now? Nah, all jokes aside, this is uh, my first time actually being without him because him and my partner, as well as uh, her mom, have actually went on holiday for a full week without us, and I've just been absolutely missing the, the socks off both of them. So it's been a bit of a strange one for me. Been licking the wounds, mm. been feeling a bit sorry for myself. What about you, Ethan? Yeah, so, um, yeah, as, as Luke politely pointed out, um, it's a case of going to the sea with Lewis and Dean. Uh, it's stupid o'clock in the morning, so not big and not clever for anyone fancying it, to be fair. Um, I've also been told my mic sounds like a robot, so this is not good. So I'll have to quickly change <laughs> over at some point. Can we, just, can we just go back to Ray telling me I look like Pochettino? <laughs> my version in the free lobby. Well, Dean, Dean actually looks like Jared Bowen. Uh, yeah, that's it. He, yeah, he does. Yeah, we've got, we got, got all kinds of lookalikes tonight. <laughs> I don't want to dare ask what Lewis looks like. <laughs> 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 Humpty Dumpty. Um, Stephen Ireland. 
Cheers, lads. Um, <laughs> but no, pet, but he's pet. He's pet. Oh, Ray, I always knew I liked you, like. <laughs> But no, but this is uh, this episode's close to my heart. I mean, I've I mentioned it before. I'm going to change your mic in a second as well. But um, this episode's close to my heart because my, my grandfather passed away of prostate cancer last September. Um, so and it's something I've not really processed either. So it's a bit of a a bit of something I'm not really over or even addressed yet. So I'm really chuffed that I get to, to speak to you guys, Gary. I know you've been through it. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm going to go change your mic now. But I just wanted to say. Um, Ray, I'm a massive fan of your charity work, and Gary, I'm a massive fan of your movies. So thank you for that. <laughs> God bless your dad. His movies, I love it. God bless. I, I get this mic now. I love it. <laughs> yeah, class. Gary, Ray, how are you two? How's your week's been? Yeah, good, good. My, my, I mean, I've done none of the above, right? All, all that <laughs> I've done absolutely none of it, right? So yeah. uh, no, no, I've been plenty busy enough in in work and. Uh, when I see my boy plays, play, he plays for Maidenhead in the National uh, League. He's up at Gateshead next Saturday. I won't be making Ooh. this journey up there. Ah, oh, that would have been good. Uh, yeah, oh, could, have, could have met you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll give that one a miss. I've been to most of the games. But, yeah, he was on the bench at the weekend, no minutes. So, that was a wasted journey. But other than that, no, pretty uneventful, to honest, Ray. Yeah, well, it's, you know, mine's quite a long story in a way. I mean, my week's been... Quite uninteresting. I get up in the morning and I dive, I dive in a pool, ice cold pool, to liven myself up. You know, and it's, you know, I mean, it's just I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. Okay, so I'm on my way out here doing some restoration work on a, on a property. But you know, I was just thinking about listening to you boys talk there in all seriousness, um, and knowing Gary and what and what we've been like through our younger years of, you know. Uh, abusing ourselves in a way you know um we've done everything you ain't supposed to do in life if you want to stay healthy and you get to a certain stage in your life and it's usually about being married and then not so much being married but having children that you want to see those children grow up you want to be a part of their life and then having grandchildren which i'm lucky enough to have it just changes the whole ball game and and for me meeting gary when I did, and then watching him go through what he was going through, not just Gary, but a couple of other friends of mine as well, that we get to a certain stage in our life. Well, I'm 66 years of age, but this can happen earlier. It happens to people in their 30s. But prostate cancer is um, is a thing that we don't really, at my age, at 30, I never thought about prostate cancer, never even knew about it. I, I watched my mum die of cancer at the age she was 52 years of age. So... I've been touched by it in, in a certain way. So once you have children, once you have grandchildren, you you want to take care of yourself. You want to go and have them checks. And that, the reason I went, and go, I went and had those checks is basically because through Gary and talking to him about it and seeing what he was going through. But also I wanted to see my kids become adults and go on with their life and do what they were going to do. So... I've been for the last, I guess, six, seven, eight years. Uh, even during COVID, it slowed down a bit, but I haven't checked. You know, um, I actually, I was actually very disappointed when they never put the rubber glove on. You know, <laughs> for me, that was that's why I was going. Why, why am I, why am I paying the money? I'm, I'm, I'm not getting the rubber glove. What's that all about? Gal, did you get the rubber glove? No, I got, I got the lot. Don't worry about that. I got. You I got, got the rubber glove. glove. 
Oh, that's why you went back on the Monday, isn't it? <laughs> the full service. The full yeah, service. I, yeah, I had to get the full service. Yeah, I had the rubber glove. I had the, I had the lock. I had the machines turning you upside down. Yeah. Oh, but in all seriousness, girl, in all seriousness, it, it's nothing, is it? I mean, it's a blood test. I went and I had a blood test. And sometimes it's not as easy as I make it sound. Sometimes there is a waiting list. Which is wrong, totally mm. fucking wrong, and it really annoys me because we put this message out about sending people to have this. Please go and have a check. It's nothing. Mm. It's a blood test. You get your results within a week, and but then people have to wait. Mm. There's mm. no why. Why do people have to wait? And yeah. that's the, I think that's the next step. What we've really got to go on about, girl. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with that. You know, so, you can't tell people to go and have a test. And then they can't have a test, you know. It, it can't. It can't work that way. No, I mean, so yeah. So I mean, uh, listen. Just following on to that, look, and I'm sure we'll come to it. You know what happened to me, and and I mean, listen. If there was ever a case of lucky, that's where I'm at, right? Because of yeah, how I found it, and I'm, I'm happy to share that with you when you want. But yeah, Ray, Ray makes Ray makes a really good point because you know, look, it's overtaken breast cancer as the biggest killer. Wow. Right, which no. is which is, a, which is a massive thing, and you know, breast cancer is a national screening program, right? With prostate cancer, there ain't none. So, uh, interestingly, when I got diagnosed at forty-two, um, they said we don't usually test men under under fifty. Well, it's nonsense, absolute nonsense. You know, I mean, I I do a lot with the charity now. I speak to a lot of people, uh, a lot of people that have been diagnosed with it and all that. And I mean, I spoke to people as young as twenty-two. Have had it, you know. So you know, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's no good, as I say. The, and I, I think that's one of the, the most prevalent points here. You know, you can't just go and get a test. You've got you've got to go and ask. And you know, in, in times gone by, they've said, "Well, no, you're not old enough." So let's not let's not have the PSA tip, you know. And 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 you listen. We laugh about the, the finger up the arse, the rubber glove, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. But 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 the reality is. That that comes that comes after, right? I mean, you, you have the to... reality is it's something for the weekend, isn't it? It is something. For the <laughs> That's it. I, I didn't know we talk about those things Monday to Friday. <laughs> yeah, you're paying every price for it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? In our in our last two episodes, we've talked about uh, jizzing in a room. Oh, nice. People low sperm count count yeah. getting tested oh, yeah. if you can have kids, and then yeah. fingers up the ass. And in your case, full rubber. Fists up the arse. So, no, I, 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 I tell you, I tell you, whoa, 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 we didn't say fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wishful thinking. Well, I'll tell, ah. I, I tell you, I'll tell you a funny, I'll tell you a funny story, right? Because uh, again, as I've said to you before, right, this is all about getting it out there and, and, and yeah. doing all the things, right? So, so actually, when I after I get diagnosed with prostate cancer, right, uh, the, the Clearly, once you've had the operation, you, you then can't you, you can't um, make anyone pregnant thereafter, right? So, so I, I have the option. He says to me before I have it done, do you want to have a store up, right? So I said, uh, go on in, yeah, go on in. I, 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 he said, right, well, go go to this place here, and um, he said you give them a sample, they'll freeze it, you, you know, you can come back to it and all that. So I said, oh, right, okay, lovely. So off I trot down there the following day. Now, bearing in mind, I'm going to have the operation by the end of the week, right? So I've got to get in there, do the do the numbers, and uh, and away I go. So so I'm in there. I go in there, and I, and I say to the woman, yeah, what, what, do you want to, what do you want to say? What, what do you want to say? So she, I said, I'm here to, I'm here to uh, give a sample. She goes, 
Sorry, I can't hear you. Can you speak up a little? So I said, uh, I'm here to give a sample. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so anyway, so the woman says, that's it. She says, uh, here, take this in the, in the bearing in mind, it's, it's, it's a nice little one in Harley Street up in London, right? So she said, go and see, uh, go and see June downstairs. Go and see her. So I thought, like this. So I've, I've crept out the way and everyone's looking. Yeah, he's gonna just have one in a minute, right? So he's gonna he's gonna go and have a have a what's name. So anyway, so I go down the stairs. There's another waiting room downstairs, and it's absolutely water wall. You cannot move in there, something. <laughs> so I go down the stairs, and the lovely lady June, are you Gary? Yeah, 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 I'm Gary. Yeah, she says, here's your material in front of everyone <laughs> in a bag. Right, and I'm just going, oh, fuck me, this is all you need, right? I mean, it, yeah. It, it, I'm, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, yeah, he's going to go. People, their wrists are in order, you know, they've got head up. They know I'm out. It's a nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, right, Dean, tell your story. You've got the same uh, one, haven't you? Oh, well, mine, mine, mine's pretty much the same, except... Like, it didn't take me very long at all, so I was just standing there waiting a couple of minutes longer before I could push the button to see it was ready because I was a bit embarrassed. Hey, was it three pumps for the squirt? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I already had the material all sourced in the morning about what I was going to use. <laughs> I'm curious to right, Gary was pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. One. Gary, tell him a story about you know, he was worried about if nothing worked after and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Tell him no. about you talk to the surgeon about the bike, the pump and all that. <laughs> the button. Press the button. So, I mean, clearly, uh, so what happens to you after you've had, after you've had it right, <clears throat> you, you've got to try and get the feeling back. So if, if you imagine when they do the operation, right, they... If they if they take if it's a, uh, a radical prostatectomy they take all your prostate out right so think of it like you know at the at the fairs and all that where you've got that uh, electric wire that goes around if you touch the wire like that and it goes on <laughs> same thing happens down there so if you touch anything you, your antenna never worked again right so, so you, they've, got, they've got to be they've got to be double careful as they're going and so I mean I mean they, I mean it's a nonsense really but you you've got to go back and you've got to say right. Is it working? You know, can I get it working? How quickly, you know, you're supposed to do the pelvic floor exercise. You're supposed to do this, that, and the other, right? And and and, and remember the indignity of the whole lot, right? You piss yourself. You do all of them sort of things, right? But then you've got to try and you've got to try and really get an eye on, right? So that's when once you once you're back in the game. So <laughs> you, go back, you go back and you talk to the geezer, and and the fella that the, the fella that done me was brilliant. He looks like Morrissey, right? He, he looks like Morrissey out of Smiths. Yeah. Great guy, though. Absolutely. I mean, he saved my life, right? So you know, I'd always yeah. I'd always thank you for that. But it's a classic because you go and ask him. You right? Look, it ain't working really. I mean, I mean, is there anything you can do? So then you've got various things what you can do right and 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 this will, this will lead on to another one and i have to laugh about it because it's it this is always so it gives you the options do you want the the, the viagras you know <clears throat> do you want um do you want injections right and and all this sort of stuff right and and then failing all of them we can insert a button 
right? And so, of course, I, I've made the <laughs> mistake of telling Ray that's an option. And all you have to do is take the piss out of me, press the button. I didn't have the button, by the way. But no, but they tell them where they put the button in your fire. Yeah, right? yeah. So they put the. So if you have this, yeah, and, and you can't get hard on, this is a guaranteed, right? So then you put it. It, it fits in right under where your balls are, right? But the problem yeah. is, he says you can't ride a bike because every time you ride a bike... Listen, I want one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. I don't have one of them anyway. I mean, listen, and, and, listen uh, and on that subject, right? And I'll say it because it is funny, but it, it, it weren't funny at the time. So I go down there... And he says, look, you know what? Why don't you try out one of the injections, right? I said, you sure? I said, I'm not brilliant with needles. And you can imagine, you know, going in there, that's even worse, right? So anyway, he says, well, go in there. And the nurse will show you what to do and all that sort of game, right? So he do go, bang, injection. Sure enough, <laughs> Good night, nurse. Yeah. So he goes, oh, look, lovely. He says, all right, you can go now. I said, I can't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the next thing I know, half hour later, 45 minutes later, hour later, nothing's changed, right? So now I'm going, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> right? Anyway, I've had, to, I've had to get a taxi home from the place. I can't go back to uh. work. get a taxi home. Three hours later, I've still got it. I'm ringing up the old <laughs> run a bath and putting frozen peas in there. <laughs> Right, <laughs> honestly, I, I, I mean, I would never have three hours, and I'm like that. I've got headache and all that. Girl, girl, I bet, I bet the taxi driver was shitting himself. Well, no, I'm walking like that, and then he's like doubled over. They're crouching. I can't show anything. See, I don't think I'd have that issue myself because I wouldn't be able to see it, so I just wouldn't even notice it was there. <laughs> wouldn't even notice. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, G Gary, you did touch upon there that um, you had a story on how you discovered it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think it'd be really interesting for. Like this, this podcast has to cover some of the serious stuff. That's Gee. the whole point we're doing it, right? So, to to understand how you discovered it, and then potentially on the back of that, what can what 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 can and what should men be doing if they're slightly concerned about it? Yeah. Well, look. I mean, listen. It, I mean, it's real by fluke that I got it, uh, and and I'll say to this day, really and truthfully, I shouldn't be here because. What happened was I was moving from one job to another and the, the CEO of the of the place that I was going to said, look, you know what? Um, I mean, it was quite a big deal that I was going to do. Uh, and they said, look, you need a, you need a, a, a like a medical. And I said, yeah, no, I'm all right. I'm, I, I don't No, 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 no. Rather you have a medical and all that sort of stuff. So I, I, I'd literally been there two days and they went and did a medical um, and, the, and the chap rang me up in the afternoon and I'll never forget it. He, he said, listen, he said, I found a few adverse findings and I, and I, and I was a little bit, you know, well, that's strange, well, what's that? I mean, thinking, oh, right, you're going to say you're overweight, you're drinking too much, you're doing all sorts of things you shouldn't do. Um, yeah. but, then he, and, but then he said, look, you, 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 your PSA level's very high, too high, in fact. Um, so you, you, you need to go and get another check. And I said, all right, yeah. I said, look, see you what, I'll do that. Uh, look, I'll do that a couple of weeks' time because I'm, I'm busy. I'm out there. I'm out. He said, no, no, no. You, you need to come in and do it straight away, right? So 
Um, so I went in and had it done, and sure enough, I mean, they called me the following one, and I will never forget this. They called me up and just said, listen, um, you've, uh, you've got prostate cancer. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I went, right, okay, where's that one? I mean, I didn't even know where it was, right? So um, we sat and spoke a little bit. Um, and, and then you got to sort of digest the news, right? I'm 42. I think I'm bulletproof. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm a, an hot shot. You know, I'm, I'm, nothing can touch me and all that. Next thing you know, you stopped in your tracks. You got prostate cancer, right? Um, so I, I, I went to see this, the surgeon, and, and really, you had you got three choices, right? You either you you have active surveillance, right, at the time, and we're talking about at the time. So I think a few things have changed since then, but you have active surveillance. You have the radical prostatectomy, which is which is take the whole lot out, or they, they do radiation, radio uh, therapy, all that sort of stuff. They were, at the time, they were the three options that I had. Well, number one was never an option for me. I was never going to have active surveillance. Directly, I know I've got cancer. I've got to get it out. Yeah. Um, the, the the radiation, um, I they said, listen, look, we've put pellets in you, and, and, and hopefully that kills it, uh, you know, but you can't cuddle any young children. I thought, well, fuck that. I'm not, I don't want that either. Um but the the, the the prostectomy where they cut it all out is is you know was the one that it, really it was the only one that made sense for me at the time. Like I say, there's there's different various forms of treatment now and slightly slightly um, shorter times because when I had the operation it was like just short of eight hours. You can do it in two and a bit now, right? So yeah. Um, so so it was it was for me directly. I found out you know it, it wasn't um, it, it wasn't something I wanted to play about with, and I think within about a week or so. Of, of being diagnosed, I was in the, the Marsden, the proper cancer hospital in in Fulham in London, um, and having having the operation and 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 listen, it was it was interesting, right? Because some of the samples that were taken when they did the sort of biopsy, by the time I got in to have the to have the cancer operations out, you know, the fellas telling me, you know what, you're lucky here because this is aggressive. So you know, and and of course, the the biggest thing for me is is if it if it spreads outside the prostate and it starts running around your body. I've been around multiple people. You know, Ray Ray says about um his mother. You know, and and I've got a litany of of cancer in my family. My my dad died of it. My uncle died of it. You know, and 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 uh, my mum's mum and dad died of it when she was uh, fifteen six months apart of cancer. So you know, it's it's not going to take a rocket science to to find out that you've got it, but. For me, it was, uh, it, it, you know, you, you hear the word and, and, you know, you've just got to act on it, right? And, uh, and, and again, really and truthfully, had I known at the time, um, you know, uh, pro to, get, to get any form of cancer is, is not good, but to get prostate cancer is probably the better one that you're going to get because it's in a, in a region that you can take out and, you know, and it's if you get it in time, you know. So for, for me... I was very, very lucky, very lucky, because if I don't move companies, I don't definitely don't have the medical. And then by the time, I mean, because to be clear, I had no symptoms whatsoever. You know, they a lot of the symptoms of men getting up in the middle of the night, they, you know, they're dying for a piss and they can't, and then they can't have a piss and all that sort of stuff, yeah. right? There's, there's all kinds of things. I had none of them, none of them, absolutely none of them. So, of course, it sort of stopped me quite harsh in my tracks, if I'm honest, you know? Yeah, I think that's really scary when you think there's no symptoms or when you say there's no symptoms, because that's one of those things where you think, well, if I've got cancer, especially where you're saying, obviously, it was really aggressive, like, like the, any of us could be sat here. Obviously, I did a video the other day 
and um, one in eight of us are going to get it in our lifetime. Yeah. And that's at current one, rates. One, in one in four. One in four if you're black. One in four if you're black. One in eight white men. One in four black men. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's why it's important. That's why it's important. Whether you got you think you got symptoms or not, it's just go and have a check once a year. Yeah. 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 It's nothing. It's no. really not. It's a blood test. That's no. all it is. And, 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 and it gives you a chance. It gives you a chance. Yeah. And you know the interesting part for me, right? And the reason I come on things like this and, and Ray follows me in is because of that very thing. It's so simple. Now, I go and talk at a lot of places and, and I, you know, I'm an ambassador for prostate cancer because all I want to do <clears throat> is pass on my experience. Look, we can sit here and have a laugh about the injections and, uh, and, and other bits and bobs and all yeah, that. Sure. But the yeah. reality of the whole thing is getting the message out there. And, and, and do you know what? I probably talk to one or two people a week who just ring me out the blue. Gal, my mate's got just been diagnosed. My, my mate's dad's been diagnosed with this, or I've just been diagnosed. Or Gary, something. how many people do I ask you to talk to? You, you do. Do you I know things I know? And I'll say, listen, talk to my pal because he yeah. knows about yeah. it. He knows and, the way about and, and it. I, and, yes, right. And I love it. I, I, I honestly, and I'll always have time for people. And certainly, boys like yourself, because you're all younger, you're all you, you're all at a susceptible age. Of, and and you know, but the 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 audience, I'm sure, for this, whether they're old, young, or not, you know, I mean, it's just a simple message. It's such a simple sure. message sure. to go to go and get checked. You know. Yeah, mate, I, I can definitely agree with that. As soon as we had a conversation, you were like, yeah, Lou, I, I want to come on. We'll talk about it, share the love. So, again, I, I know I made a, a slight joke earlier about West Ham and Newcastle and how brave it is to talk about it, but it is. And the fact that you're talking about it means that someone might do something about it. And I, and I think that that's what we're here as a, a group of men is whether it's... It's something that you're not sure about or whatever. There's always someone who will listen. And there's always someone who probably knows something that can give you the advice or, or, that's, that's, that's or whatever exactly to help you get through it. You know, and, and sorry, I can't crush it. And do you know what? Right, the, 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 the people at the charity are, are blinded, right? They, they, you know, the nurses, the nurses there, they, they filled hundreds and hundreds of calls from people not knowing you know i've sat in there i've listened to them you know i'm, I'm very close to the people at the charity i love helping them because i know it makes a difference you know and and, and again we, you know these 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 nurses they're brilliant they're absolutely brilliant i mean and, and as i say if people are listening and they've got any worries and all that you just, just pick up the phone you've got the number on on the website there i met myself and ray and uh, Peter Varney used to be the CEO of uh, Charlton. We had a little yeah. get together, um, and uh, uh, I think they called it the sit down, and, and it was like an hour long um, ramble of shit. But the the, <laughs> the, funny, the funny part, I mean, Peter's had the operation, I've had the operation. Ray, luckily, hasn't. But again, I think that they said that was the biggest hits they've they've had on their website. But people viewing, and that's why. It's great, you know, and hopefully things like this, you can, people can, you know, look. I at think them. what it done, Gal. I think what it done that that conversation was it. It made the conversation look like guys talking about it. Yeah. Where that... where where guys don't talk about it, anything to do with your bollocks. People, you know, men are very kind of staying up. It's getting better, and I think conversations like that, conversations like this, mm -hmm. and what you guys are doing. 
makes it better. It makes it opens it up for guys. It's all right to talk about it. You have to have a laugh about it. Because yeah. if you don't have a laugh about it, it becomes too serious yeah. and it's a little bit standoffish. Yeah. You know, it's a guy's in a pub yeah. having a chat. <laughs> and that's what it should become. Yeah. That should, that's what it should become and be, you know. Yeah. It's saving your life. Yeah, it is. And and I and I tell you, yeah. and it's interesting, I go back to what I said, you know, obviously raise a raise a busy boy and all that, but you know, when we talk about men's health and all that, and, and look, we do joke and, and, and there's a reason we joke. And 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 then and there and there is a reason we joke because you know it there's it's still such a, a taboo um it's still such a taboo subject you know men don't want to you know should i get checked you know or oh, what is it like is it in a you know his finger up the arse is it this is it that and all that sort of stuff so so for me um you, you know anything that we do like this is, is just it is just gold it really yeah and all, and all power to you chaps yeah really do that's right that's exactly right and you know why i said yes i'll come on because mm. of every reason you know yeah 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 no i think that's 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 really true. I suppose, Gary, you, you mentioned that you had no symptoms, but are there symptoms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are symptoms. I mean, the main, the main, the main one really is is if you're if you're dying to have a wee and you can't, mm -hmm. right? And whether that be in the middle of the night, during the day, and all that, you know, I mean, it's it's it, that is the major, really, in my opinion, that's the uh, that's the major symptom of it, you know. And and there's not too many other symptoms around. That is that is right because because the prostate becomes enlarged and it and it presses against the bladder, right? But then it can't get through. So it so that's really uh, the, the sort of major symptom of it, right? So and and but but I I never had. I didn't have that. I didn't have it at all. Yeah. I suppose that's probably one of the scariest bits, though, like Lou said, isn't it? Like like you said, it's not like ageist or anything like that. I know you were saying earlier, Gary, that like they say, oh, you're not supposed to have tests before 50 and stuff, but what well, is that helping for the younger generation, the people who are getting it at younger ages and stuff? No, I mean, like I said to you, you know, I sat with a boy of 22. 22. Wow. That's 22. mad. And 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 the kid had it, and he had the operation. And lucky enough, he it was a it was a um, his boss actually that contacted me and said, "Look, would you talk to so and so?" Because he's he, and I went, "What? 22? Well, wow. Yeah, of course. Well, I went and sat with him for a couple of hours, and and of course, I mean, it was a, it was a it was a painful conversation early doors, but you know because you know it's it's a tough thing to say when you've got it. But he was up, he was throwing ideas about what he does. Should he have actives available? Should he do this? Should he do that? I said, fuck that, get it out. Just you know, you you you've just got to you just got to in my opinion act. So yeah, so I mean, you know, it's not ageist, it's not any of it. It's it's it can happen. You know, too. you know, Gary, it's almost like you know, there's not an age on it. You know, when you're 22, you're yeah. never going to die. You're going to live forever. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, 100%. We, don't, we don't think of going to the hospital. We don't think of going to the doctors get the flu. We, you know, you just don't do these things. You know. It's but you know now with work it's changed. You know when you go out to work, if you're lucky enough to have a job today, and you go to work, then you have a medical, and part of that medical should be doesn't matter whether you're 18, 22, 55, is to look at the prostate. Mm, yeah, mm. you know that should funny be part enough, of the medical. Enough, you know? Yeah, but funny enough, right? Ain't that's the that's the problem, right? No, that, that's my point. Yeah, that's my point. That is something well. there that should be looked at, you know, because all it is, you know what it is, you, you will have a blood test. They will, they will test you for drugs, 
Tip you on cocaine or anything like that, or a marijuana when they employ you for a job. In the same test, they can take that blood and test you for prostate as well. Yeah, but they don't do it. They don't do it. It's not another blood test. It's the same fucking blood test. Yeah, that's it. And and but you have to specifically ask for it. And that's the well, no, that, that, no, it should be part of it. What I'm yeah. saying is, it should be part of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, that's right. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Ray. Um, I don't know if my mic's any better. Or am I still? It is. Yeah, no, you're I'm a, am I still Mr. Roboto or no? I'm okay. You can love. Okay, you are there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you've. I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Ray. Just in the sense of, you know, footballers. You know, we're all hard football fans here, and the fact is that they do medicals if they're going from one club to the other. Why? Because they're an asset. They're an asset, and they're an investment. And the fact that it's not done more regularly, maybe you know, if you're moving to a job, if you're getting a job, you know, even young kids coming out of college or school, you know, going into work, even if if they're young, like you say, when you're 22, when you're 18, it's universe the world. I think it's important to get the ball rolling, even if it's just to stand a test and get into habits. You know, a lot of people say build habits in the last of lifetime. You know I mean, there's that old saying of feed a man a fish and he'll eat. Where we teach a man to fish and he'll eat for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? It's all about certain habits. But it, it seems to be more important to test someone to see if they're on cocaine or marijuana than what it is to see if they've got prostate cancer. Yeah, correct. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Crazy. You know? Yes, man. Why not do the lot? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the, when we, when I was looking and doing my research, you know, like I say, it, it's a tough subject for me, and I've mm. I've pulled my the wool over the eyes, you know, myself and my grander and things like that. My uncle's got it as well at the moment; he's fighting the battle. Um, but you know, when I was looking at the website today, having you guys on, it provoked a conversation in my own head. In looking at prostate, um, prostate cancer UK, the website, I seen you do something called Prostate FC. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, which is something you're involved in, which is obviously football related, us boys. Yeah. Um, the, the big thing for me noticing on that, which is, is, is even more of a scary fact, is one man dies every 45 minutes. Wow. You know, so. Wow. In, in a, wow. Really? Yeah, so, so from prostate wow. cancer. So, like in a 90 minute match, which we've all played football, you know, at one stage or another. Two people um, die. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You know, and it, it's Fuck me. Harrowing. Really? Yeah, harrowing, wow. honestly. I mean, I, I, listen, and I, I think, that, and again, when you break it down into them stats, right, you break it down, and, and, and again, uh, again, we come back to what I said earlier, and, and Ray said it, you know, you think you're invincible, right? You think it ain't going to be you. Well, it is going to be you. It's going to be one of you some, somewhere, you know. I mean, it, I mean, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's something, all right, there's seven of us on here, but, you know, if we had an eighth, you know, one, one of us are going to get it, right? And that's the reality. Well, they did. You. I did, yeah. So I'm the young man out. Yeah. So, man, yeah, so we we're all right then. <laughs> Everyone's all right. You knock yourself out. But no, it, it, it is. When you I know what you're saying, girl. I know. Yeah, but, but, but when you look at it, and that's why, again, I come back to it. That's why I don't mind doing what I do, you know, and, and, and trying to tell them and lighten up the conversation because you're all young lads. Me and him are old bastards. And and but we can still converse on the same thing in the same language. Simple. Yeah, you see, we're not expert. I'm not an expert, Gal. No, I, I've I've learned everything I've learned about it really from you, yeah. watching you, what you went through, and that. Yeah. You're an expert mm. on it. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. and that's you know that's where we learn. But we have an opinion. 
Yeah. And so my, what I learned from you was to go and have a test at least once a year. Yeah. That's right. You know, and if everyone else did that and was in a position to do mm. that, if mm. they were allowed to do that, then it would it would bring the numbers down. Yeah. I mean, it'd be incredible. You know. Yeah, they, uh, they're trying to. I think the goal of prostate cancer now. I mean, they've just done a. If you saw yesterday in the news, Jeff Stelling did a a march yeah. from yeah. Wembley to Wickham. You know, and raised. Yeah a million quid or, or something like that. I mean, it, Jeff's brilliant, but you know what? What their aim is and what their goal is uh, is to get a national screening program in place, like yeah. breast, like breast cancer. So anyone can have a screen. Anyone, not just the you know the the, the few and, and what have you. So yeah. But but again, you know, and, and I say I, I say it again. I mean, this is not a disease to be messed around with. You know, I mean, I mean, this is a, a case in point. The chap that went into hospital the same day as me, this guy was going to do two operations in the same day, right? Me in the morning, the fella in the afternoon. The fella in the afternoon had put it off for three months, right? Because he he, he couldn't deal with it in his head. Well, oh, I've got to go and do this. By the time he, he went in and had it, they opened him up and put him back together again and said, there's nothing more we can do with you. Wow. That's the reality. And that's the reality. I'll tell you the other reality. I'll tell you the other reality, Gary. Um, um, I, I I don't mind. It costs me 120 quid. I do it private, okay? Private. 120 quid to go and have it done, okay? Uh, on the National Health, it's a lot more difficult, I think. Let's be honest about it, because yeah. all I've seen is on, on the telly and reports that people, you know, when we see the prostate cancer thing and we, we read that, what they say, is people are having to wait to have this test. That ain't good yeah. enough. That's you not. know, um, I'm a lucky boy. I go to work and I get paid and I can afford to go <laughs> and pay 20 quid to have my blood test. There's a lot of people out there who can't. Mm. You know? I'm taking the weight off the National Health Service by going and paying. That's bollocks. You know it is, right? Yeah. I'm going, I'm looking after myself. Mm. All right? Yeah. But it should be for everyone. Yeah, agree. I, th I think that's a really much. good point. It's not protect what it is, you know. It's say what it is. Yeah, but 100, 120 pound. Yeah, it's a it's an amount of money, but it's ten pound a month if you make that something in your life which every year. I go. A, no, I, I agree with that, but you know, there's some people who just can't afford that. Of course, of you course, know, and, yeah. and and if the national health service, whatever reasons, I'm not blaming the nurses or the doctors and all that. I'm blaming governments, if you like, but. It should be there. It should be done. You know, mm. it saves lives. Yeah, I agree. yeah. Two, to be honest, it, two in every ninety minutes, someone dies of prostate mm -hmm. cancer. Fuck me, that's an epidemic. Yeah. It needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, straight straight away after this conversation, it's made me think I just need to go and get checked for the sake of it. Right, I, get the gloves. Absolutely. Get the gloves on, right? Lewis wants yes. to check up. I've got me a boxing top on tonight. I'm down. Are you gloved up? Are you ready? Are you gloved up? <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> to, uh, to be, yeah, go on, Joe. I was going to say, to be fair, I know you were saying, Ray, that you're not an expert or anything, but mm. I think, in a way, with you speaking to Gary, with him being your friend and stuff, mm. you, stuff like this that you do and Gary does and everything is, is probably a lot more than our government do at the moment in terms of like awareness out there so i know none mm. of us are experts obviously gary's an expert but none of us here are an expert but just having the conversation about it is probably 
a lot more of an impact to the world than what our government are doing currently. So it just goes to show how easy it could be for for a little bit more investment to go into it. And that's, and yeah, that's sure, the thing, sure, sure. right? Because... But, that's, but that's, that's across the board in this. You know, listen, anyone, anything that's a vocation, whether it's the fire service, the police service, or national health service, is not looked after. It's not funded. Anything to do that's any good for us as human beings in this country is not actually funded. There's fire stations closing down, there's hospitals closing down, police stations closing down. They're all going off to Australia and America, the nurses, to work because they got looked after properly. You know, that is what's happening in our country. You know, and uh, uh, people like me have to go and have it done privately. You know, I'm lucky I can do that. Yeah. No, I agree. The same what about the rest of the country? Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting on my aisles here, but um, <laughs> it really fucks me off. Yeah. You know? Ray, get the Chinese whiskey out. We'd be, we'd be beheading. No, me. no, if I was on the whiskey, <laughs> I'd be through the window now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. To be fair, if I didn't have work in the morning, I'd be on the whiskeys. Like, yeah. no, I'd, I'd, the one. shoot would be out. I'd, honestly, yeah. I'd be going. <laughs> <laughs> I always know. I always know when Ray's been on a Japanese whiskey because when he, when, he, uh, <laughs> when, we, when we might be watching West Ham on the telly, he's out there, arm in here, and all that, and you know. I want to cut the referee's head off and all that. <laughs> and we're winning 4 0 and all. I can't yeah. believe it. <laughs> oh, dear. That must uh, have been the Europa League conference, though, was that? Yeah. Oh. You're winning for... You know what? I was supposed to go to the final. Yeah. And it all fell through. Something happened and I, I couldn't go anyway. I was here. I was sitting on top of the mountain. I've got to tell you on top of the mountain, right? And so it's all in the dark. It's all wild animals about wild boar and all that. And he's me with a knife and a big bat and a television and a bottle of vodka watching the final on my own. <laughs> Where's the knife come from? Where's oh, the... the best night I've ever had in my life. Because yeah. I kind of like myself, you know. <laughs> it's just me and me. Yeah. He, he, the question, Ray, was where's the knife come from? What, what was that? <laughs> where's it going should be the answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's life. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think I'd, we all need to have one of those nights with a knife and a bottle of vodka. That, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's, just, it's only protection against wild dogs and things like that. That's all. <laughs> I was, I'd rather a night with Ray rather than a knife and a bottle of vodka, to be fair. No, listen, I'll get, I'll get a wild fox up here. It comes and sits with me, a little wild fox, right? But you get yeah. wild boar come through and they're spiteful. They get a bit spiteful and you get a couple of wild dogs. So you have to kind of look like... So I like the dogs, but you have to be careful with them because they aren't in packs. They're a bit like Newcastle fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> why, why? Yeah, we just invest. We just invite West Ham fans on and just... But you know, <laughs> yeah. funny, funny, right? I was... I was, re- I was, I don't know if you'd surf the internet and have a little look. Do you know what? Years ago, right? Ray might remember this. And yeah. I never forget it. I used to go home and away watching West Ham years and years ago, right? And they'd go all over the gaff and they'd get hammered every week, right? But you'd still go. One game I never went to was at St. James's Park, where I don't know how it happened, but the Newcastle fans threw a wheelbarrow in the West Ham bit. Ray, I don't know if you ever remember that. They got it No, I don't remember that, but I remember this. I, I remember Wembley, West Ham beat West Germany and all that, right? But <laughs> 
It was the cup final against Fulham, West Ham versus Fulham. And I'm standing behind the goal, right? And I've got three geezers standing next to me where they've got a plastic bag, right? Three Geordie boys who are West Ham supporters. You know, there's a new, in Newcastle, there's a West Ham fan club, right? Is there? And I was standing with three West Ham, with three Newcastle boys, and they're Newcastle Brown Owls, you know, the ones with the star on. They went, Do you want a beer? I went, Oh, yeah, go on, all right. Boom. <laughs> I ended up with the three Geordie boys, got all drunk as a sack, <laughs> missed the second goal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brown, Brown Owls. Unbelievable. Have you ever heard of a turbo shandy, uh, either of you chaps? What's that? Huh? A, a turbo shandy. So it's, no. uh, it's a Newcastle brown ale, half a pint of Newcastle brown ale, and then half a pint of Smyrna Ice. Oh, Jesus it, it the moon. You want to try one of them, boys? No, no, no. no. I'd, I'd rather fight the geezers up there than the girls. The girls. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh dear! No, do, you me, do you remember the boat years ago, Tuxedo Junction? Yeah, that's it. That's little it. Italian family up there on the, on the boat. Yeah, and we went on there one night. I had a fantastic night in there. But they also had a club. I forget what a club, Tuxedo something. But they used to have telephones on the table, so you could, if you were sitting at a table, you could find another table and send a drink across, and they'd come across and have a chat. It was fantastic. No, because I was working up in Amber. In, and um, what's the name of it? Bamber Castle yeah. up there, you know, Annick, which is the most beautiful part of the world up there, is stunning. Annick, Bamber, all around there, absolutely stunning. We used to come into Newcastle the weekend, bum, bum, bum. It was fantastic, right? Loved every minute of it. Mm. It's East Coast, it's like us. You come down that East Coast, it's old England, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Claret and Blue through. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it is. I've actually well, found the name. The name of the club is called Tuxedo Junction. It was a nightclub it. in Newcastle's Market Street. <laughs> oh, was, uh, so what was the boat the called? Tuxedo Princess. Princess. So the oh, word yeah. is. Yeah. And the, the dance floor used to spin. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't just you, Ray? Are you sure that no, wasn't? No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> Ray, Ray still like this. I ended up going back where I came from. <laughs> I did a <laughs> Fantastic. I'm, I'm actually quite worried now because my mum actually worked in Tuxedo Princess. So, oh, no. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. no. Yeah. Dad. Dad. When would have been in the 80s? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Eighty-three, eighty-two. Yeah, round about there, I think. Yeah. So. Son. Son. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the knives and go watch the hammers. <laughs> God hammer. bless you, man. God bless you. You're a hammer. I know you use a hammer. Gents, I'm going to bring the conversation back slightly. Yep. Yeah. Um, around the work that you guys do within. Um, sort of your day job and Gary I know, I know you mentioned before how you and Ray are now in business together um, personally I, I think your job sounds super cool we all love sport um, the opportunity to help young people young athletes then to go and have a really successful professional career um, do you mind telling us about that and what sort of your work entails so, so, I'll let Gary do that because he's good at that <laughs> so, a while ago uh, when, my, when my boy first started playing, he was at, he was at West Ham, uh, only a young 10, 11, whatever. And I took Ray 
with me over to we'll watch him and, and we used to go over there and see him and all that but <clears throat> what I could see at the time and, and, and around there was all you know the name agents what agents had you know it was a bad name everyone sort of said, oh they're an agent you know and 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 the ways they get him to look after kids and all that sort of stuff but as my boy progressed through and 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 he went to different clubs and what have you um I, I, I sort of suggested and, and said to Ray, you know what, I fancy I'm going to go at this. And, 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 you know, it's not too dissimilar to what I do during the day, which is working city in the broking game. And uh, and I didn't think there was too much different than representing clients, representing athletes, right? So I sort yeah. of said, you know, do you fancy having a go at this? Um, but, you know, look, with the lookout of, you know, what happens if, what happens if a player doesn't make it and doesn't get on, you know, what happens next? I mean, my boy got released. He's been released two or three times, right? And the good thing for him is he's got a support mechanism around him, right? And uh, um, But there's so many kids that don't have that, right? Well, I think the important thing, Gil, the yeah. important thing you, you, you've got to get to is that, you know, if there's 40 kids, 39 get released. Yeah. Mm. What happens to these kids? They're all good enough to play football. They're all good enough to be there and doing and playing for their dream. So what happens to them? They they get a letter and they get told to fuck off mm. and they go back to either the estate or where they come from. Some of them middle class kids and that they got a support mechanism. Some kids ain't and they become back there and their dreams over at 16, 17, 18 years of age. It's finished. Yeah, and you go. Well, surely these clubs have got some sort of um, responsibility towards that. They've nurtured these kids from being 12, 13, 14 years of age. But no, they ain't. It's a dog-eat-dog world. Mm. Uh, to the extent where you're sacrificing young talent that's got a place to play football at some level. I'm not saying it's Premier League or Championship. It could be Summer League, but if they're playing the game they love playing, and believe me, that's the best way to start. If you love the job you do, then you end up doing it very well because you love it. And yeah. and I think that was the thing that drew me in and drew Gary in. Is, you know, his boy was at Luton. I've got to tell you now, there's, there's probably 40 kids playing for Luton and, and probably 10 of them broke into the first team squad and were sitting on the bench and all that. Before the um, transfer window ended, just before... They released a whole youth squad. They had no chance of finding another club because the transfer window ended. That's yeah. a dog. Mm. That's dog. Mm. If you know you're going to do that, do that at the beginning of the transfer window. These kids got a chance to go on. And I think that's the sort of thing that me and him looked at and went, we can do something here. We can place these kids somewhere. We can help them, you know, where they're... Maybe some of them haven't got parents who are knowledgeable enough or care enough to do that. Mm. And instead of putting them back in the society where they might cause havoc and and harm to themselves, you, you've got to look at it and see how many kids commit suicide. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Fucking suicide. Okay. Kids are hanging themselves mm. over not having their dream. Yeah. And, and that's... Yeah, the, correct no, no. It's, listen, it's... it's and, a, you know, and, you, know it's, you think... You've got to be able to place these kids somewhere. Yeah. And you can find, we, we've happened to find out, you know, universities in America will take kids on. We, yeah. We've got connections with the British Army through connections yeah. that I have, you know, with uh, supporting the British Army 
in Afghanistan and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the, the injured soldiers that come home, we put them together so they can talk. Mm. You know, fellas have lost their arms and legs about mm. how they're going to go on in their life. And it all matters. It all, you know, it matters to what these kids are going to do from the age of 16, 17, 18 years of age for the rest of their life. Mm. And I think that's why me and Gary, that's why we started doing what yeah. we did. And, and, and thank I, God Casey was doing what he'd done because yeah. he, put us right, he put us on the track. You know? That's right. And, and I think that's right. And, and listen, look, it's great, right? Because we, we're able to look after we've got golfers. We got. I got. I think we're up to about ten women footballers. We just put a. We just put a decent, decent player in with the Newcastle girls, uh, Alicia Body. She is. She is fantastic. Yeah, she's doing well. Right. So she got promoted with Crystal, and 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 she's chose to move down uh, because she likes the likes the look of the project that Newcastle been. And I think I, I actually think they're going to do really well. I think they'll come up and then they'll go up again. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, That's flying. It's a fantastic setup. I watched her the other week. Um, at some point, I'll go down and watch them down there. But she loves it down there. So, but but I guess the thing is, you know, we, we, again, just being there as a support mechanism for people, you know, and and it's it's, it's interesting. I mean, like, I see a comment just pop up there. Uh, uh, you know, some some chat just you know rightly put about um, no pressure for me at the employer assisting future employment. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. That they haven't. Nobody has because you know in my day job in in, in the broken game. You know if I if I if if, I, if someone gets let go, you're not under any pressure. But I think with this, what we're trying to do, if we're in that industry, we want to see what we can do to help these out. You know, not just actually release people, but right, okay, well, what's your next move? If we can't, you know, and we've had it ourselves. They're not probably not at the level to be. But look, we, we you know. Can we integrate them into city worlds, or can we integrate them, you know, into into another in, into another form? So, so no, you know, the, the chat listening in makes a good point. But the reality is, what we thought was, if if we're taking these elite athletes on and they don't quite make the grade, then we'd like to see. I know Crystal Palace. Listen, fair fair play to them. They've put a, they've put a it's either a two or three year scheme in where if you get released, they'll look after you. They'll 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 help you for the next couple of years. Which I think well done, Crystal Palace. You know, and, and and I think that's brilliant. So, so look, I think you know, it, it, it it's it's just uh, people, and, and that's the biggest thing. You, you always get taught at academies. It's only going to be one percent of you go through. So just always. Yeah. My lad chose to also take his coaching badges as well. Luckily enough, he's got through and he's a pro and 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 and, and what have you. He's not quite at the level he wants to be, but it is what it is. But he's also a UA for B coach. So what we always try and say is, what else do you want to do? What else should you know? What's your plan B? You know, I mean, we've had we've had young football lads coming. I want to be a DJ in Dubai. Great, okay, fine, you can you can do that. So I think, listen, it's um, it's it's uh, I think it's just giving and, and look for me, uh, you know, our, our, you know, we're trying to bring the youth through in 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 what we've we've got, you know, because uh, it's it, all the talent we've got is is young and it's it's up and coming, right? With it be girls. Yeah. Footballers, golfers, whatever, but you know the same policy, the same ethos is there. If they're not going to quite make it at where they're doing, then what's the plan B? What what can we help them at doing? The plan B is very important, Gal. You're right because me and you in the business we're in, we can work until we're 90 years of age if mm. we are physically and mentally and that you know a, a right to do that. A footballer's life, even if he cracks it, 
is probably 35 years of age. And if he's lucky and he's fit, we'll go up to 38 and, and get a living, you know, whatever mm. level, you know. Mm -hmm. But then what do they do after? Uh, you know, and people say, well, who gives a fuck, you know. But there's kids who are not at Premier League level, that are at Championship level or League One, who need to find something else to do after. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think in, in the position me and, me and my friend are in, you know, we're, we're trying to do something about it and, um, you know, be able to manoeuvre that and educate them in that way and give them the confidence to go on, whether it's media, whether it's something they, they choose to do. It could be fucking building work, but you've got, you got to know where you want to go, you know? You've got to be guided in a way. When you're young, you need to have a little bit of guidance and someone who can actually sit down and talk to you, you know? Doesn't always happen in life. I mean... Ray, you've, you've mentioned there, you know, footballers can last up to, to 38. You know, some yeah. goalkeepers make it to 40. And, you know, I, just so happens I'm a goalkeeper. And, you know, my, <laughs> my, my, my nickname's Lenore because I only deal in clean sheets. But, um, but I, just, I, just want, I just want to know if, uh, you know, you, you and Gary wanted to maybe find me a club. You know, I'm only 30. Hold on, hold on. Have you had any videos of yourself? And I yeah. Don't want to, I, don't you don't want videos from him. What, what kind of videos? <laughs> not the kind of videos you want. With any your clothes you want, on, please. With your clothes I haven't got on. any of them. I haven't got any of them, Ray. <laughs> Just clothes off or no cigar. Proper Viking. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what you want. That's what you want. But yeah, but yeah. Thirty-year-old goalkeeper. I'm twenty-four stone, six foot two. If you can find the club, let us know. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be tearing down with you as a centre forward. Then, gosh, <laughs> exactly. Don't worry, boys. Don't worry. But yeah. Having said that, I really like your goalkeeper at Newcastle. You know. Oh, Nick Pope's quality. I would uh, honestly. I, I do. Like, I mean, I, I actually think Pickford at Everton is a fantastic goalkeeper, and I think he's just in front of him. But your boy, yeah, he's, he's a top, top keeper. He really is a top keeper, the kid. I have to disagree with you on Pickford. <laughs> well, I, I like I like Pickford. Yeah, I know I like Pickford. I mean, he's a terrific goalkeeper. I really do. But your boy, at Newcastle, he's a Mackham though to us, isn't he? Yeah. Remember, he's, he's from Sunderland. He's a, he's a Sunderland boy. Yeah, he he's a Sunderland lad. Oh, yeah. So he, 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 he doesn't get any vote of confidence from us. <laughs> oh, really? get, he, he could be the best keeper in the world. Just. It's from Sunderland, isn't he? So, oh, you got to stop it. Stop it. He's East Coast. He's on you. He's one of your boys. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Do you know, um, has it turned so, cold up in Newcastle at a minute yet, or is it, is it still warm? Oh, no, it's, it's cold. actually all right today. It was 15 degrees at like five o'clock, so that's all listen, right. Listen, listen, they'll just they have a little skinny vest on, a little skirt, and that's just the girls, right? Yeah. Oh, the girls that's there, Ethan. No that's me. That's there. Ethan. They're just... Do you know what? Do you know the funny. Do you know the funny part. My boy was on the beach for Luton against Middlesbrough last year, and uh, and he uh, he went up there. He said it's the coldest place he ever been. <laughs> <laughs> he never got kicked. He never got on. Uh, and the only and the only bonus for him was shaky Michael Carrick's hand because he's a, he, he loved Michael Carrick at West Ham. Yeah, yeah. But he. Uh, you you want to ride a horse, here, yeah, girl? You want to ride a horse in your underpants along the beach at Bamborough Castle, right? <laughs> I'll show you cold. Right? Just make sure you have one of them. Talk about pressing the button. You'd have had to press the button. Stay, yeah. you. <laughs> oh, I love it. There's oh. a little hotel up by there called yeah. the Lord Crew Arms. It's just along with Bamburgh Castle. Fantastic club. We stayed there for about 
four weeks in 1982. <gasps> Fantastic place. Beautiful. Did, did, they, did they sell uh, vodka orange by any chance? Oh, well, don't, don't worry about that. I, you know, <laughs> I was all right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Do you know um, both of your the work that you're currently doing? So there's normally a comment that gets thrown when I'm on a podcast by Ethan, and he's probably smiling because he knows it's going to be said. But I, I went through some of the journey that you guys yeah, we'll go. described. Um, no, I, story. I, I, I'm being honest. Like I find it really challenging for young lads because there's so much pressure now, especially in society. You, you become a footballer, you're rich, you can do what you want. Like you're a celebrity, you can pull girls or yeah. whatever that is. That ideology of like you can do what you want because you're a footballer. No, you can't. Um, you can't pull girls no more. You can't. You can't stand in the pub and talk to a girl no more like we did when we were kids. You can't yeah. do that. It's 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 not PC. You know, it's it's if you make a suggestion to anyone, you're arrested, and it's it's totally. How does someone meet anyone anymore? No, I no, don't know. Dating apps, Ray, the dating apps, these all these. God, you know, it used to be an eyes across a room. Oh, the music would play, and then you'd have in a dance. In the disco, do you want to dance? Where do you live? <laughs> and that spinning disco, was it, Ray? Right? No, the spinning disco. It's the, do you fancy a dance and all that God, kind of I'm, I'm glad I'm married. I've got three kids, and I've got grandchildren, right? Four uh, kids. Today to be young. Four young, kids. Yeah, Ray, you got four. Excuse me, right? But how on earth does anyone meet anyone today? Uh, no. How do they do it? Uh, Jesus Christ. But to answer your question, Rachel, what you're saying is, that, that, uh, you know, when when kids get the trappings and and uh, yep. you're going to be, a, and, and then all of a sudden you drop away from it, right? I mean, that's the, that's the. Uh, that's the big conundrum for a lot of them. No, uh, yes. You get it taken away from you. And, sorry, and, Gal, sorry, the vodka's kicking in. Sorry, yeah. I, I misunderstood. <laughs> oh, dear. I think, actually, that's a really good point. I've just pressed the button. Yeah. I think that is a good point by reaction. And it's a topic I didn't think we were going to talk about, but we'll go, we'll go there. How, how, do, how is a man supposed to chat up a woman now? Why don't we ask Vinesy after a Saturday? I'm terrified. I'm terrified oh. to say hello to anyone. <laughs> uh, uh, hello, well, I'm arrested. Oh, oh! I said hello. Jesus Christ! You had a funny look in your eye. Jesus Christ! I didn't say hello. You know, yeah, it's My not hello. I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know where to start. No, well, yeah, I, I just don't. Be, I just don't get, get the app. To be you never did. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> I think Lewis yeah. is actually asking for advice because he's newly single. So, like, he's actually oh. asking, how do you pull a girl? Tell him, oh, tell him, no so, tell him not to, look, tell Lewis not to ask me because he'll end up getting arrested. He'll be banged up in Newcastle all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you could get one with a knife in the butt, maybe. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't have no knife, bro. No, I'm no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Dino. Dino and PR nightmare, you, Dino. Jesus, back God. on mute for the rest of the uh, rest of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't you on it. You can't have a tear up anymore, can you? You can't have Disney cups anymore. No. You know, when men used to have a tear up and it was all right, shake hands up and all that. Can't do that no more. Jesus Christ. No, no, was never... In Italy, it's all right. It's fine. You can still do that. Play <laughs> Milan tomorrow, aren't we? Last year in, uh, in Italy, the night. What's that? I didn't hear that. 
we're playing Milan tomorrow, Newcastle, Milan. Oh, yeah. 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 Is that on the telly, boys? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it'll be I'll have that tomorrow night. I'll watch that tomorrow night, yeah. Oh, good luck. Yeah, good yeah. luck. Uh, Are good you playing in, internationally AC. or AC? AC. AC. Yeah. Oh, AC got done 5-2 the weekend, so you'll be all yeah. right. Yeah, I think, I, think we'll, I think we'll do all right on there. Is it at Newcastle or in Milan? No, it's in Milan. In Milan. Oh, listen, you're doing. You're doing. I hope so. I hope Just so. Just check, so, attack, 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 attack. Torah, Torah, Torah. <laughs> Give it up. That's Japanese, by the way. A little bit <laughs> of Japanese now. <laughs> <there. laughs> yeah. Yep. Two no goals and you heard it here first. Reese, it looks like you have a question. Yeah, can I just go back to obviously what we're saying about um, academies and stuff like that? Yep. So my son, he's five at the moment and he's playing for Newcastle Academy. And I guess that's my biggest worry, all the you stuff know. that he's got to go through. Yeah. Yeah, like dealing with, well, not off yeah, a back yeah. sort of thing. That, that, that's my biggest worry, having to tell him that, oh, by the way, you're not going there anymore. It's, it's interesting, right? I, I don't think you can tell him. No, I, you I think you've got to just let him find his way, yeah. you know? And I think the biggest thing with the kids that age, I've got a little and he's, uh, he's just turned six uh, and he's sort of just gone into that sort of environment, right? And uh, and honestly, you just got to let him play because what he looks like at five to what he looks like at 11 to what he looks like at 16, yeah. totally different, you know, and you'll see yeah, people true. come and go. And the biggest thing for me is I think Parents, the biggest, biggest thing I see is parents put too much pressure on the kids. You know, it's you know, oh, sh- oh you missed that shoot. Oh, uh, you know, uh, and 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 it's 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 horrible, really. It's it's horrible. Salute, girl. Yeah, well the, done, girl. The pressure, well said. The, the pressure they put on their kids when really you're just there to enjoy yourself, and so. It's it's funny because if they're if they're if they're good enough, they're old enough, right? And so yeah. they picked up um, my my lad my my uh, my lad who's primary got picked up at ten, you know, and um, <clears throat> my little and six, and he's a uh, it, you know it, if they play their, their club football or they play their school football, they're going to be picked up if they're good enough. And so the, the the biggest thing for me is once you're in that academy cycle. It is. I mean, it is like a like battery ends. It's like you know, you you you've, you're constant on the wheel, on the wheel. You've got to get better. You've got to get better. You've got to get better. And every age, every age, you've got to be better. You've got to be. Oh, we have bought this lad in, and I don't know. We're not going to keep that much of the group and all that. And then you get to ten, and then you get to twelve, and and it is really hard to keep on that conveyor belt. You're going to get the odd one who's actually. I mean, I saw a boy last week, a couple of weeks ago. Just he's seven. I oh, was he was mustard, absolutely mustard, and, and all that. But what is he going to be like at fourteen? You know, you don't know. Seven years time, you just want the kids yeah. to enjoy themselves. But I think majority of the problems are the parents. They get wrapped up. They see, and, and yeah. fact, right, I'm just I'm just studying. Uh, I've got to take an agents exam in Birmingham on 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 um, <laughs> Wednesday, right? And I mean, I take exams for years, but. But but you look at you look at some of the questions there, and and, and it talks about you know what, what the good of the, the child, the good of the parents, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's the biggest thing for your boy. To, I mean, listen, it's a buzz when you say, oh, you know, he's at Newcastle, or he's at Middlesbrough, or he's at Sunderland, he's he's where wherever he is. But ultimately, you know, you've got to fast forward at the moment ten years. You know, you you got to look. Where's he going to be at fifteen, sixteen? When yeah, definitely, I agree. Scholarship and and they're on. Uh, the I, I think you, I think you got to let your boy play football and enjoy it. But at the same yeah. time, 
what happens with I, I, I what I've seen at these clubs, and I've seen it back in the day at Tottenham when my mate Danny Clapton, who was uh, Les Clapton, uh, it's an old name in football, was there when Soonis was there. They came through together. He was a class player, but his dad knew a lot about football, and it went against him because they like to be in control. And if you make yourself too busy, you're out of the game. They won't like that. So if you want your boy to go on, when you talk to him, you talk to him at home, not there. Yeah. You let them do what they're gonna do. Yeah. Don't be seen. Be invisible. Yeah, and that's and that's a big tip. Yeah, you know, I, 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 it's all I can say. When I when I said I said to Gary, what? Because his boy is a player. He's a player. I see him at West Ham. And listen, we're fans, right? We ain't managers. We're not people within football, but we know a player when we see a player. You know. Like a Brooklyn or a Devonshire, you know, a Shearer. You know, we know a player. You know, you ain't got to say nothing. And you go, why didn't that player make it? You know why? Because his dad had too much to say. Mm. And they can't control that. Mm. They yeah. are a business. You got to admit, you're dealing with a business. Mm, true. This ain't sport no more. Mm. That's the thing. It's got fuck all to do with sport. Mm. You know, this is a multi, multi million dollar. Mm. fucking business mm. and yeah. the kids come last yeah they do and if you want them to be a footballer then leave them alone let mm. them do what they've got to do with them and if he cracks it fantastic mm. and what you've yeah. got to say to your boy you say it at home mm. that's right absolutely be invisible you know and that that's what i've seen and that's I'm right be totally wrong what i'm saying to you now but that's just my opinion you know yeah. I think that's completely right. And Rico, if I could give any advice, is not like if he's in an academy, great. But I enjoyed football way more out of an academy than in an academy. Yeah. Like the, you, you turn up to play football every day under so much pressure, and it took the fun away from playing football. And I actually didn't play football for a good few years after because I didn't. I fell out of love of football because of it. So yeah. I think, I think it's it, 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 there's there's a there's a benefit to getting in and getting elite coaching, elite training, but it I think it's how you manage his relationship with a club and make sure that he feels like he's playing under no pressure and that even if he doesn't play well, well he can go back the next time and he can do even better and he just gotta keep practicing and enjoying it. Like because the foot I lost the love of it because bravo, I wasn't enjoying bravo. it. Anymore. I think, yeah, that's that's definitely it. So, at the minute, he's only five, so he is just enjoying it all the time. He's going on, mm. he's playing for his club, Wolves End. Playing for at, at five, he should be going out with girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tells us he has plenty of them at school. Listen, yeah. tell him to get on the internet. Tell him to get on the internet. <laughs> listen, listen, you know, you know that's where Carrick and all them come from at Wall's End, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they was all at yeah. Wall's End. They was all at Wall's End. So listen, if he if he's there, but honestly, five, my boy's just turned six, you know, and, and I just want him to enjoy it, you know. And and, and that's a and and as I say, for, for him to be and listen, by the way, and I can tell you now, Newcastle are really investing in youth, really investing in, in the best talent up and down the country. They really are going for it and it's the right way to be. I think, yeah, they are. I yeah. think, I think Eddie Howe's been an inspired signing. I really do. And, uh, you know, he, he, they, yeah, they, he needs time, doesn't he, girl? And as I say, I, I can tell you for a fact they're buying up all the, all the really good talent up and down the country, you know, sort of 14 up. 
you know, and, and so that that's listen, that's that they will have a phenomenal setup in in a few years' time. Yeah, if they stick with him, and yeah. they should stick with him, you know. Yeah, I think that's the fear. I think that's the fear, fear with us, where we um, where we try and go too big too quick, or maybe we yeah. try and just yeah. get the superstars like. If you look at the everyone looks at the Brighton model, like that's the dream, isn't it? It's buying cheap, selling them at a high price, developing players well. They right, they got it right. That, right, that, that Ferguson right. looks yeah. unbelievable you know, you know, for them. You know the worst thing that's happened to you actually to Newcastle, I think, is what's happening in, in the Arabian states. Yeah. You know, yeah. all of a sudden they've come into play <coughs> and they're nicking all the top top players. Yeah. I think if, if that hadn't have happened, Newcastle would have nicked a couple of really good top players, mm. right? And, that, and a little strong they came at the wrong time. You know? yeah, but Ray, I think they're going to try and grow their own. That's what I see. I think no, gonna... I think they will now. Yeah. They, no, they, they will now. In the long run, it'll be a better thing, girl. Yeah, you no, know? It will I think be. it'll be a better thing. Yeah. But in the, in the near future, now, it might have been easier for them just to nick a couple of players, get them through this year, yeah. and then bring the kids on. No, I agree. I agree. Right. Right, do we agree now? We all, we all agree. We put them oh, we agree on that. Right, what right. else we got? What else have we got? We got anything else to cover? Well, I yeah, just want so, to. I just want to quickly say something there. I've so, got to you, it's the longest podcast I've ever done in my life. So Reese was saying before um, there about his son, obviously, and, and I know, obviously, Gary, you've mentioned your son yep. going through the yep. ranks. There's, and he, we've mentioned Crystal Palace already, um, but they actually did a show, I don't know if any of you have seen it, called Football Dreams, the Academy yes. Yes. on Channel yes. 4. Yes. And that, that followed different age groups. And, yep. you know, at the end of the year, they either got kept or released. And some of the kids are so, like, 11-year-olds, and they're having to deal with being oh, released or kept rejected, yeah. and that, yeah, and that, that's true. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend it to anyone listening, watching. It, it, it's, anyone, it's, yeah, it's... I mean, listen, I, I've been with my boy, and I've sat in the meetings when he's been, you know, listen, Casey's done really well, uh, but there's nothing here for you, and, and all that sort of stuff. You know, I mean, he was he was a captain at most ages at Millwall for four years, and there was nothing for him at the end of that, you know, and then he's got to go away. And, and rebuild himself and get to the next place and, and, and then and all that sort of stuff. And honestly, you, you don't realise that what the rejection takes out of you. You don't realise it because it's it's like, oh, I've got to go again. Or then you've got to go to, right, so you've been in an academy setup, you've been playing for an academy side, and then suddenly you've got to go and trial at another place. And then and then you go in with a, a group of players and, who really, they're okay, they'll pay your lip for this, hello, how are you doing and all that, but you're just... They're not. You're not part of them until you get until you get picked up and then and brought into the group. No, mm. so, you know you'll be there and and no, it might be fast and all that. Honestly, the resilience you've got to show and 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 it goes back to one of Ray's points. You know, I've seen it. I have seen it for the last what 20, uh, 11 years at academy level, right? And 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 I've watched kids drop away and some bounce back. Some some have got parents. You know, I mean, these kids getting three buses. Right, and, and 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 I'll never forget. I've seen one boy released, and he, he probably was hard done by to be released, but, but anyway, he was released. He got three buses to get to the to the release meeting. They gave him five minutes after being there four years. Released him. He's got to walk out on his own, no one to talk to. Get back on three buses and get back to his house. 
fuck that. You know, yeah, and that's, that's bullshit, that, like. and it's horrible. And, and and again, that's that's when we talk about a business and, and we talk about what you can do and, and what you can't do. And you know, people don't necessarily have the support mechanisms. So when you make the point about the Crystal Palace seeing it, you know, it is absolutely what goes on now. I think the academies do. They listen. It's very harsh to say they don't do anything they, because they do. They work, and I've got good friends working at academies and running academies. But the reality of this, there is a, you know, there is. It is just the nature of the beast of, of what happens, and it is brutal. I mean, I've come, I've seen yeah. kids come out crying and all that. You know, but, it's a lot to be said for the strong survive. Hmm. You know, you're building uh, a. A player that you want who's got a strength within mm. to succeed. And I, I get that. You know, I get that. But there's ways of doing that. There's other ways of doing that. You know, that you've got to have something in you as a coach or a man who's running the team. To have, if you've been with a kid for four years, to have some morality about him, you know. Mm. So, And there doesn't seem to be that. And, yeah. you know. Just a business raid, that's the problem, right? You know, uh, and, uh, who, oh, they're assets, who, aren't they? Judge, they're assets, they're they're assets. Judge, who, uh, says, who says you're good enough and you ain't yeah. good enough? Yeah, no, if, you played, if you played for four years at a club at that level, you, you're a good player. You ain't yeah. going to be there if you ain't a good player. No, that's right. There is going to be somewhere in football for you. <laughs> Just all I'm saying is, we'll help that kid go on to a level he's going to be all right to play. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's right. You know, don't be brutal. Mm. Fucking, you know, make a man of you. Mm. Fucking stand on the cobbles and be a man if you want to be a man. You know? That's right. That's spot on. I think that's yeah. a good thing Palace do in that, um, in that documentary as well. They actually help there. Well, that's, uh, what, that's, what I said, that's what I said earlier on, right? They, they put the program in a couple of years ago or a year or so ago where mm. any release players get, they get looked after for a year, two years, whatever it is. And they, they were really the flag bearers of that, right? They, they, who, who was in charge then? Was it Royal Hodgson or was no, it OVA? No, I don't think. No, I, no, they put it in as a club. I don't think it was when Hodgson, I think Hodgson had left. But uh, right. it's fair credit to them. Fair credit to them. I mean, they've spent a right few quid on their academy. I mean, it's beautiful. Good boys. Okay, good. I know. It, it's beautiful down there. And, they, and they've got a real good catchment area down at Palace there. But the, the, Do you know the, what? It puts on a good vibe through the club as well, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's and, gotta and, be good for the club, you know. No, nah, that's right. And 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 again, it's 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 something, it's something that it costs a lot. But at, at the end of the day, you're going to get born out. And and as I say, the, the, you know, it's 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 a hard thing. It's a hard thing to do. But you know, it's it's something that we look at and we we like. You know, I like the look of certainly. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Um, we we've got a last sort of section because we're at the point where we've probably taken so much of your time and a very great Not much. Night. Not much. To be fair, it's nearly a full 90-minute film, isn't it? We'll be giving you film reviews at the end, Ray. Don't worry. But this should go on Netflix. It should. Well, I mean, we're happy for it to go on Netflix. Um, Ethan, this is, this is your part of the pod. Um Obviously, you make it up every week, so <laughs> yeah. You well, you don't yes. do no homework or nothing like that. Yeah. Oh, no, I never do oh, homework. Okay. I never do homework, Dad. Don't worry. Okay, baby. I'll see you, princess. I will never be. 
<laughs> I'm gonna have serious questions for my mom tonight when I get yeah, home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing so, in 1983? Yeah, I'd have done the washing as well. It might have been one or two. Anyway, guys, what you got for Seafoam? What's your what's your handwriting? Yeah, my handwriting's awful to be fair. But are you left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. What about you, Ray? (laughs) 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 So (laughs) what we like to do, chaps, is we like to end on something called hear no evil, see no evil, or see no evil, hear no evil. Whichever way. Whatever way he decides to say it each week. Pretty much. So basically, obviously, it's, a, it's based on the film uh, Gene Wilder back in the day. But what we like to do is we like to ask our guests about either a book or a podcast which you've listened to or read that's got you through a particularly tough time in your life or even something that you would recommend to someone. Obviously, Gary and uh, Ray, we can, we can ask you both. I mean, I don't know if you've got the same book in mind. Um, but Gary, you can... No, no he, it's his bent book that gets me yeah. through it. My two. Is there? Um, God, you put me on the spot there. Really? Well, what would I do? Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't, yeah, I can't. I can't think of one that's. Uh, I mean, I'm not a great reader anyway. Uh, I'm not. I, I don't read loads of books and everything like that. And and I'm and uh, to be honest with you, I don't listen to a load of load of podcasts. I mean, I'm I, I'm going to struggle with this because I don't I don't think there's there's something. I mean. What about uh, a song or a film? Song or a film? One of my all-time greats. I've watched it about a hundred times. Right. And I've actually read this book. Why I've done that. Where Eagles Dare. You probably ain't even heard of it, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, it's the greatest war film ever. It's a load of old shit. We should know it ain't Richard Burton and, 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 and Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah right. So I will watch it. Yeah, no, but they I, I like all them for the great escape, you know. What I mean, you know, yeah. I've, I've seen it all. I can, I can name loads of different bits out of that. Guns and Navarone. I'm a big one for all of that. So, I mean, if you had to put me on the spot there, I mean, listen, it doesn't, nothing that helps me out. I just love old war films. That's have it, to watch really. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got it on order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Order, Guns and Navarone, Where Eagles Dare, uh, Great Escape, all, all of those things. They're all, they're all good ones for me. I love them. Top man, Gary will wondering... get their man in. We'll get their man. Our, our Dino, our pal Dino, tends to buy every book that someone recommends and then just doesn't <laughs> listen to it or read it. Yeah, or... You've just saved yeah. me some money, to be fair, Gary, because now I don't have to buy a book. No, you don't. No, no, no. <laughs> no you got them all in the films, but no, I'm not. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big book reader, but yeah. So it's, uh, Ray, what you got? Yeah, Ray, well, after saying? that boring, boring fucking drivel, I just don't know. No, I know, I know. That was diabolical. I'm very disappointed. But uh, the book, I don't read a lot of books, but the one book I did read, and I loved it because I loved the film, was The Searchers. And the film was John Wayne. And it's about a man who's actually uh, a bigot. You know, against the Indians and all that. And it's a great performance from John Wayne, who's never looked at as a great actor. But yeah. the book to read is very short chapters. And when you read it, it gives you the smell of the prairie and what it's all about. The imagination you get from reading the book is quality. And it is a quality book to read. And you can just, when you go to bed at night, you just read a chapter in 20 minutes, put a book down, Pick it up tomorrow. You know, it's just something you do. Fantastic. Mark, 
my favourite song, and I've got many favourite songs, mm -hmm. but I'll go back to Charlie Chaplin who wrote Smile. Song Great called song. Smile. And Charles Chaplin wrote it. And it's probably one of the most beautiful songs you'll ever hear in your life when it's sung properly. I sing it on occasions when I've had a few drinks. Well, you've had a few drinks <laughs> today, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Phil, you've uh, had a few Phil, today, yeah. how are they? Usually, usually <laughs> it's the end of the night when I want everyone to go home. <laughs> but Isn't it, it the is, end of the podcast? It's yeah. a marvellous, marvellous song. It really is. Podcasts, the only one I listen to uh, a podcast, I will listen to your boys from now on, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but um, I, I listened to my daughter's one, which was... And I had to stop after a while because she was talking about wild night parties and things that she's done with <laughs> friends of hers. And I thought, I can't fucking listen to this no more because I want to kill people. <laughs> so I stopped listening to that. So that was the podcast. So, yeah, that's basically it with me. Um, I, I, I guarantee you, read that, The Searchers. The Searchers. I mean, the film was incredible film. Usually films ain't as good as the books, they say. Mm. But... The book is wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Ray, there some quality answers there. I'm, I'm quite worried though, because I was named after John Wayne's character in the Searchers. He's called Ethan. Yeah. So you're all right. You got away with it. I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. Now I know where. Yeah. Now I know where the you name came from. Like, so, you know, so, yeah. so we're probably oh, yeah, it all ends up lovely in the end. But we're all together. Yeah. So you're named after it. You've been. My God, Nathan. Nathan. Ethan will be going to the funeral princess tonight. Like I don't know. That's probably why you named us, yeah, you and me, man. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh brilliant honestly gents it has been a real pleasure and thank you so much for coming on to our podcast we are uh, God bless you, so boys. grateful you really appreciate job, it boys. listen what you do is fantastic keep up the good work yes. yeah absolutely and I'll have to listen out to your next one when you wherever it, whenever it is in we, have, we have a footballer on next week actually to be fair oh, you oh. Do. can't say I, I, it, can't say yet can't right. say can it. we I'll sign him we're signing we're signing we're signing I think he's a free agent. We'll tell you off. I think, I think he is a free agent, actually. Oh, it's, it's the case who wants to play with West Ham again, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Look, we'll look at and listen as uh, you know. And I'll just say what Ray just said there. You know, the reason I came on because you know I want I want to get the message out. Ray gets the message out, and and again, it's it's. Uh, I'm really pleased for young guys to be doing something like this. I think he's a real credit, you know. And, and again, we've had, we've managed to have a bit of a laugh about some other topics and all that sort of carry on. But listen, yeah. for for young guys like you to have the wherewithal to to to, to do something like this, uh, I think he's fantastic. And that's why you know me and me and Ray have come on to support you. And and again, I'll be listening out to some of your others, and I might throw the odd question into you next time wherever you are. Love it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, boys, thank you ever so much. Thanks for yeah, having us. Anytime, boys. Anytime. Yeah. And we'll Love see it, you. Gents. And we'll see, see you gents. soon, all right? See you soon. Yeah. Love you, Dan. Time to grind. Get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gonna make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line. Cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Let's go.
Time to grind, get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line, cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life.